0: Did you know that the 2nd of January is Swiss Cheese Day and National Cream Puff Day? Ironically, it's also National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. How cruel is that? But the one that caught my eye was World Introverts Day. And then I thought, how would anyone know about that? It's not like they're marching in the streets or jumping up and down on morning chat shows to promote it. Because that's the thing with introversion and those that describe themselves as introverts, by their very core operating system, they are probably the least likely people to scream anything from the rooftops. I think of myself as an extroverted introvert or an ambivert, because for sure, there are times when I can be exceptionally outgoing and chatty with a group of people, and I find it really easy to get along with people I haven't met before, and I leave that interaction Buzzing, energized, and inspired. But can I confess something? I know I lean towards the introversion side of the scale because eight times out of 10, when I plan any kind of outing with a group of people, even if I love them and I'm excited to see them, I always need to have an escape plan for when it becomes too much. It's like an overload of talking, thinking, and general noise, and I crave some solitude to gather my thoughts again and recharge. So if you or your fiancé feel similarly and you tend to have a more introverted personality type, planning your wedding may come with some unique, additional challenges. In this episode, you will learn about introversion and extroversion on the scale, how these personality traits can affect your wedding, and some practical tips and insights to help you navigate planning your wedding to align with your values and still be enjoyable for you let's get stuck into this unbridely is a community of pro wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings giving you options solutions tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiance really want and deserve Because we believe that weddings are a team sport, with how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples. We find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille, and welcome to the Unbridly Podcast. First up, let's understand introversion and its impact on wedding planning. According to verywellmind.com, they've got an article called, What are the Big Five Personality Traits? So many contemporary psychologists believe that there are five basic dimensions of personality commonly referred to as the big five. They are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. The acronym OCEAN may make these easier to remember. During the 1920s, Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung introduced the terms introversion and extroversion to the masses. And so extroversion is a personality trait characterized by excitability, sociability, talkativeness, assertiveness, and high amounts of emotional expressiveness. People high in extroversion are outgoing and tend to feel energized in social situations. And people who are low in this personality trait or introverted tend to be more reserved and they have less energy to spend in social settings and social events can feel draining. Introverts often require a period of solitude and quiet in order to recharge. And so if you think about it in these terms, high extroversion might mean that you enjoy being the center of attention, you like to start conversations, you enjoy meeting new people, you have a wide social circle of friends and acquaintances, you find it easy to make new friends, you feel energized when you're around other people, and you say things before thinking about them too much. Whereas low extroversion might mean that you prefer solitude, you feel exhausted when having to socialize a lot, you might find it difficult to start conversations and dislike making small talk, you carefully think things through before speaking, and you don't like being the center of attention. Now, according to positivepsychology.com Most of us exhibit qualities of both extroversion and introversion and we fall somewhere between the two. Rather than a clear-cut label, extroversion is regarded as a spectrum with individuals exhibiting a range of behaviours associated with both groups. So if you consider the spectrum as a bell curve and we can put absolute extroversion at one end of the scale and the absolute maximum tendency towards introverted behaviour at the other, we have the spectrum which can account for introverts, extroverts and every mix in between, ambiverts. It's also important to remember that the invention of introversion versus extroversion, it's purely a simple framework through which we can characterize individuals based on their behavioral characteristics, and that in reality, the multifaceted nature of all behavior and the underlying contributors make this definition a very broad brush approach. Nonetheless, I'm sure you've already gotten your mind, whether it's maybe yourself, your fiance, your future mother-in-law. I'm sure you've already put little pins in the labels above their heads of maybe where their traits lie and how you're seeing these demonstrated from first starting to date to getting engaged to now planning your wedding and beyond. And those little labels, you know, please be aware they're going to change they're going to move. You can't always put people into a box and expect them to behave according to how they have in the past. But sometimes, frequently I would say, past behavior is a a reasonable indicator of future behavior. And so it can be helpful in working out which way you might go with certain aspects of your wedding, who you might group together even when you're planning your seating chart how you might lay out the timeline for your day, and also who you listen to, who you really keep close, and who has true influence in your plans. Now, as always, I am not a medical professional. I am not trained in psychology, psychiatry, or any form of therapy. And this episode is for entertainment purposes only, to have you think a little bit about how your natural tendencies can either work with or work against your plans and what you'd like to do. And so in that vein of thought, the information we discuss is just that, it's for information only, it's not specific advice. So if you take action following something you heard, it's important to make sure you get professional advice about your unique situation before you proceed, whether that advice be legal, financial, accounting, medical or other advice. So understanding these basic characteristics, More introverted people may face several unique challenges when planning a wedding, primarily due to the nature of their personalities and preferences. Some of these challenges include social overwhelm. More introverted people often find a large social gathering and interactions draining, and planning a wedding typically involves numerous social interactions with family, friends, think vendors, and guests, which can be positively exhausting. There's decision fatigue. You've got to make countless decisions from choosing the venue and theme to picking the menu, the guest list. So, introverts may struggle with decision fatigue as they tend to take more time to process information and may feel overwhelmed by the sheer number of choices. There's the public attention. So, weddings generally are fairly public events, and introverted people may feel uncomfortable being the centre of attention think about the pressure of being on display during the ceremony and reception. There's the balancing of family expectations. Families often have their own expectations and ideas about how a wedding should be. And introverted people may find it challenging to navigate the desires of their families while staying true to their own preferences for a more intimate and low key celebration, which they may feel more comfortable with. There's the networking and socializing with strangers Wedding-related events like engagement parties, bridal showers, rehearsal dinners often involve mingling with extended family members and friends of the couple, friends of friends. So more introverted people may struggle with the small talk and initiating conversations with people they don't know that well. There's the public speaking aspect. So in a traditional wedding ceremony, a lot of the time you'd be exchanging vows in front of your guests. And for introverts who may be uncomfortable with public speaking, this aspect of the wedding can be particularly nerve-wracking. Finding alone time. So finding time to recharge and process emotions during the hectic wedding planning process, it means that moments of solitude may prove very rare, which can start to add up and lead to feelings of stress and overwhelm. Then there's the managing the wedding day. On the wedding day itself, introverts may feel overwhelmed by the constant stream of interactions from greeting guests, to participating in formalities, to the first dance, to toasts. sensory stimulation. Wedding events are often filled with sensory stimuli. So we're talking about loud music, bright lights, crowded spaces. Introverted people who are more sensitive to their environment may find it challenging to cope with so much all at once, all in a row. However, despite these challenges, with thoughtful planning, some open communication, and the support of understanding family and friends, introverted individuals can create a wedding that aligns with their personalities and allows them to celebrate their love comfortably and authentically. So one of the first things that I would highly recommend a more introverted person or an introverted couple to do is to set their intentions you need to define what matters most to you. So I would encourage you to discuss your vision for the wedding as always, as with all couples, and prioritize the elements that matter most to you. So number one, and I know you've heard me say it before, but it's that crucial, start with open communication. Discussing your wedding vision and your preferences with your partner or fiance openly means that you both understand each other's expectations and you agree on the general style and size of your wedding because pulling in opposite directions, or even one of you not quite understanding what the other one wants or needs, is unnecessary conflict. And, you know, if you think about this as a building, as a house, your foundations are built on mud. It's not clear. We need to start this thing right. And if you want to go back, episode 22, these three important first steps in your wedding planning change everything. Go and have a listen to that. Get started right. Whether you're introverted, extroverted, ambivert, doesn't matter. You need to be heard, but you also need to listen. And then tip number two is to set boundaries. So establishing boundaries early and sticking to them throughout the planning process is hard. It's easy to be the person that says yes to everything. Yes, mother-in-law. Yes, maid of honor. But you don't get what you want. And very, very quickly, it snowballs. So communicating your needs to family members, friends, vendors, and make sure that everyone respects your preferences for a more intimate or low-key celebration. This needs to be done as early as possible to the start of your planning. And you don't have to be aggressive about it. You don't have to be mean, it just needs to be communicated really clearly that this is not a line to be crossed. If you had a sweary, chocolate-addicted, wine-sipping fairy godmother who could help you with your wedding planning, what would you wish for? Perhaps no more waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering what you've forgotten, or fretting about your RSVPs, Maybe no more spreadsheets or post it notes or endless to do lists. Well, I can help you with all of that. Websites is an Australian wedding website builder, guest management software, and wedding project planner all in one. Why is this such a game changer for you? Well, imagine everything to do with your wedding being in one place, updated in real time in the cloud, shareable to anyone else that's helping you password protected for your guests, with notifications to tell you what needs to be done next and by when. It's amazing, right? I love how easy websites is to set up and use and how there are no ads on the platform yelling at you to spend more money on your wedding. To get started on your very own free wedding website, just head to websites.com. That's W-E-D-S-I-T-E-S and enter the code unbridlypod that's unbridlypod P-O-D, to get 10% off their paid planning tools. The link is in the show notes. Tip number three is to create your guest list mindfully. Consider inviting only close friends and family members to keep your wedding more intimate because a smaller guest list will allow you to spend more quality time with each guest which might make it more comfortable for you. It can be less overwhelming for introverted people to have a smaller celebration, to keep it in house and to have longer, deeper conversations with people and spending quality time rather than a heaving dance floor of 300 people. Tip number four, is to utilize technology for communication. So introverted people may find it easier to communicate through texts or emails rather than numerous in-person meetings, so one-on-one or one-to-many or phone calls. Are you one of those people too where you know you've got to call someone? It happened just before I jumped on here to record this. I had to make two phone calls. I promised myself I'd make two phone calls. I made one and I kept on hold for five minutes And then I jumped off. I just, phone calls. It's ridiculous because I can talk, but I don't want to. (laughs) And so I understand if you don't want to have lots of meetings or phone calls, use online tools and wedding planning apps to keep track of your tasks, to share ideas, and to stay organized. Episode 15 of the Unbridly Podcast is the three biggest wedding planning time sucks and how you can avoid them with websites, which is a wedding website builder. It's also an RSVP tracker. It's also a seating chart maker. It's so many things. So it will help you stay organized, but also minimize the amount of unnecessary back and forth with letting your guests know what's going on and having your guests let you know what's going on, because it can just add to the pressure that you feel. Tip number five is to make sure you're choosing a suitable venue. So when you're going venue hunting, obviously you're choosing one that suits your style, but we're also looking for something that can make the event itself feel more comfortable for you. So consider places with little quiet corners, little outdoor spaces where you can retreat for a few moments of peace. Sometimes when you have more mature guests, They do like a little seating area a bit away from everyone else to be able to have a cup of tea or coffee or a drink or whatever they're having and have a quiet conversation. And it might not be just you if you're the more introverted person. It could be any number of your guests. And when you consider that modern research indicates that we're about 50-50 through society, more introverted people or people who display more introverted personality traits versus those that display more extroverted personality traits, it's not just for you. It's for your guests as well. Making these little seating pockets, giving people a little bit of time, a little bit of space, it can really help enhance people's experience at your wedding. Number six is prioritize self-care. I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but wedding planning can be emotionally and physically draining because a lot of the time you've got a full-time job and you're trying to do someone else's full-time job on top of that, i.e. wedding planning. Wedding planners, they work hard, really hard to keep everything ticking along, to keep deadlines on tracks and to keep people informed. It takes a lot of time and energy And so you need to make sure to take breaks, to get enough rest, and you need to plan in activities that will help you recharge. So whether that's reading a book, going for a walk, meditating, playing sport, going for a swim, doesn't matter what it is. You need to know yourself well enough and you need to put these deliberately first into your week and prioritize it because there's no point getting to the end of this, having your wedding day, your wedding weekend, whatever it may be, feeling like shit. Tip number seven is to delegate. Please delegate tasks. Hopefully you've got some trusted family members or friends that you can rely on to help you with some wedding planning tasks. Having a support system can help ease the burden and allow you to focus on what truly matters to you. Episode 44 of the Unbridly podcast with Yvette Sitters from the Manage My Wedding app and podcast. She's got her episode, The Three Stages of Wedding Overwhelm and How to Beat It. She's got some great tips in that episode about delegating, who's best to delegate to and what is best to delegate to them. I love that episode so much. Tip number eight, get yourself a planner or a coordinator. So, if your budget allows, consider booking in a wedding planner or a coordinator who understands your needs, who understands your preferences, and can help you manage the details while you focus on the more personal aspects of the event. There are so many moving pieces, and I don't think anyone, you know, let alone you, me, whoever, I don't think anyone appreciates how many different moving pieces there are of a wedding that impact the one next to it, until you start doing it and you get halfway in and then there's that metaphor of being like up to your knees and you're fucked if you go back and you're fucked if you go forward. Please don't get to that point. If you've got room there in your budget, seriously, shell out a few extra bucks and get help to really clarify what you're doing. It will increase your enjoyment, I promise. Tip number nine is to choose a quiet moment for your vows if the idea of saying your vows in front of a big audience, i.e. all of you guests, feels just too daunting, consider having a private moment for exchanging your vows with your fiancé before or after your official ceremony. As long as the legal parts are covered during the ceremony, any extra creative vows can be done before or after, whenever, really. So have a good think about a first look which is when you first see each other dressed up. Generally, it's before your ceremony. You could say your vows at that moment. A first touch where you don't actually see each other, but you might reach around a corner, just feel each other's hand. You can you know, hear each other so you can have a bit of a chat or a letter so you don't even have to be in their presence. Your fiancé could be getting ready. They could be handed a letter or your vows and they can read that and perhaps have your videographer or photographer capture that moment. And in episode number 16 of the Unbridly podcast, How to Write Vows That Really Wow in 20 Minutes, there are a lot more ideas and solutions for those who aren't particularly excited about standing up in front of everyone and saying their vows in front of everyone. So that's episode 16, How to Write Vows That Really Wow in 20 Minutes. Tip number 10 is to incorporate more personalized elements. Embrace your introverted nature by adding more of you, more of your interests and values into your wedding. This makes the wedding feel more authentic and meaningful to you. It's got more of you in it. So what are your favorite video games, TV shows, movies, music, sport? What lights you up? Whether it's quotes in your ceremony. Whether it's imagery on your invitations, whether it's a certain song for your first dance, putting more of you in your wedding has the effect of making it feel less like a play that you're in and more like your life. And tip number 11 is to plan some downtime during the celebration or during the lead up, including breaks in your wedding timeline in the schedule where you can step away from the crowd. Take a breath and recharge are gold, seriously gold. And this can help you stay energized and engaged throughout your wedding. And there's something to be said for a longer engagement as well. Because, of course, there's no one size fits all approach to wedding planning. And the key is to embrace your nature, whether that's more introverted, less introverted, or extroverted, and mindfully create an experience. Because remember, it's not just the wedding day or weekend or whatever we're talking about here. It's the three to 24 months leading up to it that counts as well. It's aligning your plans with your preferences. You want to make it a joyous and meaningful experience for you both. And we don't want any regrets. We want to do this right. Introverted people often need more time for introspection and self-reflection because planning your wedding is a significant life event. And so you want to take a bit more time to understand your own needs and desires and values to make sure that the wedding reflects and aligns with you and your priorities. And we don't want you to become easily overwhelmed or highly stressed Allowing a bit more time for your wedding planning can help reduce that stress and create a more relaxed experience. As someone who's more detail oriented and observant, giving yourself ample time for planning allows you to focus on every aspect of your wedding, from the guest list to the venue to the decor, without feeling rushed or pressured. Introverted people need to seek a balance between celebrating their love with their partner and respecting their own need for personal space. And so embracing who you are, who your fiance is, and everyone else around you, you can create a beautiful, memorable experience that you can be proud of and you can feel comfortable in. Planning your wedding carefully can help you strike this balance and create a day that's more enjoyable for you and all your guests. I'll chat with you real soon. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbradley podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.